Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join the discussion, you can do so at 1-844-777-SWAT. Again, that's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Tuesday, halfway through the week. Doug, what's going on today? Well, we had uh, two SWAT meetings already. Good turnouts for both. So glad to be back in the saddle uh, with SWAT. We started the year off again with this year being the year of proclamation or proclaiming Jesus. And, um, yeah, so we, we had a good group this morning at Woody's Barbecue out on Solano Road and then today for lunch at the Salem Center and was uh, going through Second John. We will be looking at Second John next week on the air. We won't be here Monday. Uh, Monday is a holiday, and so we will be replaying uh, a, a prior program uh, that uh, hopefully will encourage you. But, uh, yeah, it'll be holiday Monday, but we'll be here Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, Friday of next week talking about Second John and the warning to uh, to walk in the truth and to uh, stay in the truth. And truth is not a relative thing. Uh, contrary to popular culture, uh, it is uh, objective. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that next week. But if you want to hear it sooner, you can join us at uh, San Jose Boulevard at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food tomorrow at 6.30 a.m. or Friday down at the uh, Village Inn in St. Augustine at 9 a.m. or tomorrow night on the SWAT Zoom. If you want to join us on Zoom, you can send me an email at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com, and I'll add you uh, to the invitation list, and you'll get a link that will bring you into that Zoom call. So, uh, hey, quick shout-out to our listeners in Meridian, Mississippi on WMER, and the Lighthouse up in Virginia Beach. Um. I'm looking for some people up in the Virginia Beach area that um, might have a vibrant men's ministry. If you go to church up in uh, uh, Virginia Beach and uh, your church already has a men's ministry um, and uh, you would uh, like to see more people in your area impacted, uh, shoot me an email at Doug at SWATradio.com because we're thinking about taking a SWAT on the road uh, to just come up for do a do a uh, basically a one nighter come up and uh, say hi to all the guys up there give an encouraging message and uh, I'm looking to connect with a couple of churches up there uh, since we are broadcasting in that area. So you can just send me an email to Doug at SWATradio.com, and I look forward to connecting with your men's pastor or your senior pastor. So uh, that's for our friends up in uh, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Virginia, and Portsmouth, that area. So, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Taylor. Um, Bob Saget wasn't the only one that passed away recently. Uh, The Blackberry was a declared officially dead no, or yeah. 
January 4th, 2022. Did you know that? You're talking about a cell phone? Well, it's not a cell phone. It's a BlackBerry. Okay. Yeah. Don't call it a cell phone. It's a BlackBerry, man. Uh, did you ever own a BlackBerry? I did have one, yeah. I had one for a long time. I did not want to change. I like mine. I like yeah. my BlackBerry, and uh, it was officially declared dead on january 4th 2022 makes me want to get one (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it's interesting because the blackberry was the rage forever for business people Mm -hmm. i mean like only the very important people had those i guess for a while you looked at i mean it was like it looked like a little mini computer and uh you know it was made by a company called research in motion and uh a lot of people had one and uh, people you could carry it to other countries and you could connect and it was just a really cool way to connect but now it's gone it's a relic uh, because customers went to other things iPhones and Samsung's and uh, other things and uh, it was on the Wall Street Journal uh, and the headline was that Blackberry diehard struggle with final blow <laughs> that it's gone but, you know, when you think about it, you think about, um, remember the cordless phone? Did you ever have a cordless phone in the house? Yeah. like or, or a corded phone? Did uh-huh. you have a corded phone? Yeah. Uh, those corded phones were uh, things that made the rotary dials. A lot of times the uh, there, mm-hmm. there were the rotary dials phones. Then there was a, a dial tone phones and everything just keeps getting replaced at some point we're gonna have uh, a little thing that has an iphone that says this is what we used to use mm-hmm. your 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 sailor when she's an adult probably is going to say yeah my dad used those iphones <laughs> you know isn't yeah. that weird to think how quick technology changes and what all we do uh and with technology and how fast it shifts yeah, you know, and the, and the rate of change is uh, increasing exponentially, too. So, you know, might not even be, you know, Sela might be us saying, oh, wow, the iPhone, I remember those. Um, but, you know, I think there, that opens up a question as far as how much change is uh, good change and how much we can, you know, really uh, accommodate and get accustomed to. And, you know, me, I uh, for a while had a flip phone again uh, until work uh, changed that up for me. Um, but you know, I, I would like to go back probably to a Blackberry or even a sidekick, something that has a full keyboard so I yeah. can still text, but then you got to get on the, a laptop for the internet. I don't think there's a, a problem with that necessarily. Uh, not to say that, you know, the iPhones and stuff aren't a good thing for connecting with people, but there are, are negatives in my mind that, uh, are associated with it as well. Well, Apple, uh, just, uh, their valuation just hit $3 trillion. Wow. Which is insane, really. Uh, I mean, the company's valued at $3 trillion. I mean, who would have thought that we would have ever heard that? But, um, you know, whether it's uh, Apple or or General Motors or Toyota or whoever, I mean, whatever company, BlackBerry, you know, at some point, everything kind of gets replaced. Well, yeah, and even looking at Apple, uh, it's really the iPhone that, it, uh, made them ascendant because I remember when I was a kid, like Apple computer was kind of like, yeah, no, Microsoft is, uh, is definitely better, but it was, it was the 
the iPhone and the compatibility with, uh, and well, I guess maybe even before that, um, the iPod, but really started to uh, shoot them up through the roof. But, you know, yeah. another company will probably come in eager to take them out. Yeah, if you, you know, if you tell your daughter in about five years, talk to her about an iPod, she probably, they won't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have an iPod Touch still, so really? uh, something maybe for her to see. I wish I could get one of those, but doesn't have okay so you know what i have at my house uh, that i've kept and i've not gotten rid of i have one of the original nintendo oh nice games with the games that still work in it i just kept it because i thought one day this is going to be worth something you know just as a collectible because it's probably worth something now yeah yeah isn't that crazy that is pretty and what? the old bond game do you remember the old oh James which bond? one Goldeneye, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I played that all the that time. That was like one yeah. the first first person shooter kind of, wasn't it? Really, or I mean, it was like a it was the yeah the first one that I remember, and I, I went and played it um, recently um, a couple years ago, and it is it's not like like it is hard <laughs> to know, like it's hard it's, to, it's different. I don't, yeah. yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But and I used uh, to be good at it too, so it's like man. But technology has changed so much, and it's going to continue to change. Um. But the one thing that that really doesn't change is people, the people that use the things. And, you know, we can get very, uh, I don't know, we can get dependent on things. Mm -hmm. And I can remember when when I was on a BlackBerry, I did not want to change from that BlackBerry. I was so set and, oh, this is the only thing I want to use. And now I kind of feel that way about an iPhone because you get used to having everything and basically we're walking around with a little computer in our hands it's not a phone anymore you know our friend tommy nelson he didn't even have one he's got a flip phone that's all he uses he won't use one he just refuses to do that he just keeps an eye a little flip phone because he says a phone's to talk that's what i (laughs) use it for and i think there is something to that as far as um just being more aware and responsible for your time because you can get sucked into the iPhone. You, you know think? what I mean? Like really, it, it's, it's a dangerous tool in that way just with it being here. And it's something like uh, I don't have YouTube on my phone anymore, but I used to, and I would just like watch YouTube videos. You do not watch them the same way as you do on a laptop. You don't spend as much time doing it. It doesn't capture your attention the same way. So there is, you know, I think there's something to be said for uh, simplifying in that way and maybe making it a little bit more difficult for yourself to to use the internet and stuff like that well um i, I just thought i thought that was interesting you know one of the things i don't know if we talked about this yesterday or the other day that i i'm really concerned about what's going on in our military mm-hmm. being a former marine and stuff that uh, you sent me i think it was you that sent me the thing about how the Navy is increasing the training oh, yeah. time for two weeks to include uh, diversity training, inclusivity training, and sensitivity training. You know, I hope the Marine Corps – listen, the Marine Corps' mission is to kill the enemy. I mean, that's that's what the mission of the Marine, Marines are. Uh, Marines are told that unless it's changed, that's what it was when I was going through – that's what they said. Your mission is not to fly an airplane. Your your mission is to kill the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how well that's going to be accomplished if we're making everybody sensitive and uh, <laughs> using the wokeness of our culture in the military. That's not the place for that. The military has one function to protect and, and to be able to uh, defend our country. 
And uh, I really think people ought to start calling their congressmen saying, hey, enough's enough. You can fool around in other areas, but not the military. You just can't do that. So, anyway. Yeah, it's it's foreboding, that is for sure. All right, we are up against the break. Stick with us. We will be back with more in just a second. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones hey. you will. Well, there we go. That is uh, Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we are talking this week about 2020, uh, 2022. 2020. Wow. 2020. <laughs> Being the year of proclamation. Uh, so if you have missed any of that so far, uh, and would like to go back and listen to what we talked about earlier in the week, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Click on the past programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this one, in just about an hour or two. So, Doug, yep. I so, kick it to you. Speaking, speaking of Apple, I want to give a contrast real quick between two guys. Steve Jobs, who uh, was probably... I would say at this point would be hailed as one of the greatest innovators and CEOs probably of technological change in history. Uh, when he died, he had a net worth of $10 billion. Um, by the age of 23, how old are you right now? 32. So... Nine years ago, imagine what you were doing when you were 23. Graduating college. He had a net worth of a million dollars at 23. Uh, and this, that was back in what, the 80s? That he was, yeah. A million yeah, dollars he, then is a lot different than a million dollars oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. This is what he said, though. He said, in other people's eyes, my life is an epitome of success. However, aside from work, I have little joy. In the end... Wealth is only a fact of life that I'm accustomed to. At this moment, lying on the sickbed and recalling my whole life, I realize that all the recognition and wealth that I took so much pride in have paled 
and have become meaningless in the face of death. God gave us the senses to let us feel the love in everyone's heart, not the illusion that's brought about by wealth. The wealth I have won in my life, I cannot bring with me. You can hire someone for just about anything except to die for you. Hmm. And he passed away in 2011 from pancreatic cancer. George Mueller, on the other hand, was born into a very wealthy family. He began a life devoted to ministry and caring for orphans. And um, his net worth at his death, $800. During that time frame, that $800 would be somewhere equivalent to about 20000 in our time frame. Point zero 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 one nine percent of Steve Jobs' wealth. But by the end of his life, George Mueller was caring for over 2,000 orphans. He bought land. He built buildings. He fed and cared for orphans and workers without any public request for funds in his lifetime. He never requested special offerings, never sent private letters asking for donations. By the end of his life, he had helped over 10,000 orphans. His autobiography is called A Million and a Half Answers to Prayer. James says, pure and undefiled religion is this, to care for the widows and orphans, and he did it. He was a man who lived a full life and died with apparently little, if none, regret. Steve Jobs, on the other hand, I don't believe would have said that even though he was worth $10 billion. And so the difference in the two, George Mueller was a believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Steve Jobs wasn't. People like Steve Jobs are out there all around us, and God's called us to reach into their life. And we talked about yesterday being people of prayer, people that care, and people who share. And this being the year of proclamation Today, we wanted to focus on caring for people, people who pray, people who care, uh, and people who share. That prayer is the starting point. We, we intervene for people. We pray for people. But then we also care for them. And one of the ways that you care for people is you take an interest in their life. We live in a culture that says you don't have time to do that. You're too busy to do that. One of my good friends, Perry Bowers, uh, who we've had on the program. In fact, the guy who's going to be on tomorrow is a guy mentored by Perry. Uh, Sinclair Salters is going to be our guest tomorrow. He He's in a ministry up in uh, South Carolina, and uh, he is doing a great job of urban ministry up there in the city, and he's going to be on. But Perry, when Perry came to Christ, his dad was not a believer. And his dad didn't want anything to do with it. And Perry, uh, when Perry uh, kept growing in his faith, he felt God calling him into ministry. And Perry would faithfully write his dad every month, you know, and try to share bits and pieces of the gospel. Hmm. Well, 
one month Perry got distracted while he was in college and he didn't write his dad. He had stuff going on and the phone rang and his dad goes, where's my letter? And then he hung up. That was all he said. Hmm. And Perry called him back and said, dad, did you just call me? He goes, where's my letter? And he hung up again. Perry wrote him a letter. And again, he did like he always did. He shared a little bit of the gospel. Then when he graduated, he told his dad he was going to be a youth pastor. And uh, his dad's not a believer now. But his dad said he wanted to meet with him before he did that. So he sat down with his dad, and his dad said, well, if you're going to do this, let me tell you some things about you Christians. And so his dad said, you Christians talk too much. You generalize too much. You assume too much, and you don't listen. So if you're going to go teach people, young people, how to do this, you want to teach them the right thing. And he said, you need to help them make faith real when they're away from church between Sundays. You know, don't just do it on one day of the week, he says. He says, learn to like us the way we are. You know, and he says, be patient with us. Because God's patient with you if you, if what you're saying is true. And then he said, treat us like people, not projects. Mm. So he told Perry those things, and Perry took those things into account. And Perry came up with a uh, evangelism little training booklet called Each One Reach One. And in it, he incorporated the prayer, care, share method, which really Leighton Ford used that uh, Lon Allison used that, Perry used that, but it's praying and caring and sharing. And Perry used a verse in the Bible that was very impactful for me. It's from Mark chapter 10. And if you get a chance right now, Taylor, uh, we got time. Go ahead and turn to Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And if you're listening out there, I want you to think about a stop sign. Just a, a stop sign get a mental visual image of a stop sign in your head right now because people who care stop they stop now if you're listening i i don't think there's anybody that is listening to this broadcast or to this podcast who would say they're more important than jesus I don't think there's anybody who would say that they have something on their calendar any time in their lifetime that's more important than Jesus dying on the cross. And so in this passage, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to die on the cross. So you have the most important person on his way to do the most important thing in history. And this is what happens. So go ahead and read. Just Mark, verse Mark, 46? Yeah, 10, 46 through 52. Okay. And they came to Jericho, and as he, as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. All right, stop right there. Many rebuked him. Who do you think the many were? those following jesus and who would have been the ones most protective of jesus the disciples and who was the leader of the disciples peter who would have been probably right there trying to protect so you have the people 
that are supposed to be the ones that have been trained or in training to reach out to the lost. And these people are trying to get to Jesus and they're telling them to be quiet. Now, Bartimaeus, you read, he used the term Jesus, son of David. Son of David is a messianic title. So he's acknowledging Jesus as Messiah when he says that. And they're telling him to be quiet. So now read. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said. All right, stop right there. And Jesus stopped. He didn't have to stop. He didn't need to stop. He had already healed people. But there was a man crying out, and he stopped. And Jesus said to him what we should say to the people around us that are crying out. And what did Jesus say to him? Um, okay. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Are we willing to stop long enough in the lives of the people that God brings into our life that are hurting, that need Jesus, and say, what do you want me to do for you? There's people crying out all around us. Their crying out may not be like him. It may look different, but they're crying out nonetheless, and they need someone that would be willing to stop. So I want you to get that picture, that mental picture of a stop sign. And I think I want you to think of Luke 9, where Jesus says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the worm principle. I'm going to share a story about a pilot out in Yuma, Arizona, that really embodied what it means to uh, stop in your life and care about somebody more than yourself. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. We would like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. We'd also like to let you know that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be all. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Mercy Me with Even If. What happened there? That was kind of weird. Tom, Tom is messing with Steven there. Uh, I'll tell you what. At least we got regular music, non-Christmas music. Not that there's anything wrong with Christmas music, but we got regular music back. And uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. We got some sound. Thank you, Steve. 
<laughs> Tom, you got to stop distracting Steve in there, man, because uh, you know this is this is serious in here. We run a serious I know, I program. I do that all on my own. Okay, <laughs> thank you. That's Steve talking in there. I got gotcha. you. Well, hey, I, I want to get back, Taylor, to this idea of caring. Uh, and and you know I mentioned Luke nine twenty three and twenty four. Deny yourself, take up your cross, pick up your cross, and follow me. Jesus says. Um. This idea of of being my friend Perry calls it the worm principle. If you're going to go fishing, the worm has to die. Mm. I mean, the worm has to die, right? I mean, yeah. like when you go fishing, you put a worm on the hook, the worm dies so that you can catch fish. And, and Perry calls this the worm principle when we're out sharing the gospel. Are you willing to deny yourself and take up your cross so somebody else can uh, know the king that doesn't know him? You know, Jim Elliott and uh, Steve Saint, or Nate Saint, I'm sorry. Nate Saint and um, the missionaries to Ecuador, we just celebrated, I think they're there was, uh, you know, the that I don't know if it was fifty years uh, that it happened. And just, you know, they just recently celebrate, you know, had a celebration of the memorial of um, them um, when they passed away. Uh, they were murdered actually down there, um, and uh, it was in January, and so um, it was January eighth. So mm. they just. It was Sunday uh, that uh, 1956 is when he was murdered. And um, you think about that. I mean, that, that, that was, uh, that was being a worm. Basically that was going down there dying. So they could hear, they knew when they went, there was a chance that they could be hurt, injured, or even die. And they willingly went down there knowing that, um, and that's it. Ultimate denying yourself and taking up your crosses when you do that. Well, out in Yuma, Arizona, the church I went to out there, um, it was a military base, and there were you know other Marines that had went to that church. And in our Sunday school class, um, Sunday school is kind of like small group for people that don't know they they used to call it Sunday school it would be prior to the preaching hour for mm. a lot of people uh it was a small group would meet and we were in a like a, a young married class and they were telling us the story of this pilot out there who was in the squadron one of the squadrons like where I, I served as a pilot in the marines and this guy had been praying for his dad to come to Christ because his dad wasn't a believer. And the young man was so burdened that he was praying in the class tearfully that whatever it took, that he wanted to see his dad come to Christ, even if it took his death, he said. Well, uh, it was a, a, a few weeks later, he was killed in a plane crash, that pilot who prayed that prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dad came to the memorial service, and at the memorial service, his dad trusted Christ. And then they told him what he had prayed after that. Mm. But the words of the yeah, 
young man's prayer came to be. He was willing to lay it all down. He did lay it all down, just like Jim Elliott laid it all down. And we always should be willing to lay it down because we have hope. I mean, if, if we're in Christ, we, we don't need to try to hold on to this world. We need to be willing to do what God asks us to do, to go where he asks us to go, to be people of prayer and people that care, to reach out to those around us, to proclaim Jesus. Jesus is the only way. And, you know, um, we're to be salt and light. We read Monday and Tuesday, Matthew five fourteen through 16. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. And I got an acronym. You know, in the military, we have these acronyms. And the acronym is SALT. The first thing we do is seek opportunities to share. Seek opportunities to share. Um, If you ask God for an opportunity to share your faith, that's a prayer he wants to answer. I mean, you don't have to worry about him answering that prayer. You know, people who say, well, God never answers my prayer, ask him to give you somebody to share the gospel with if you're a believer. Ask him. He'll answer that prayer. You'll see it. That's he he wants to give you opportunities to share your faith. But that's the yes. A for salt is salt. S A is A ask questions to better understand their world and their background, their perspective. Don't just come in. That's one you know, when Perry's father said we talk too much, we generalize, we assume, we make a lot of assumptions about people based upon I don't want to follow God. We don't know why. We just make an assumption and we don't take time to listen and to ask questions and to find out where are they coming from? You know, why do they feel the way they feel? Is it something bad that's happened in their life? Or is it just maybe they've witnessed somebody who said they're a Christian who's not really their opposer? So we need to ask questions to understand who they are. Um, We don't alter the gospel, but we understand our audience. This is a very missional thing. When I go to other countries, I try to understand their culture, try to understand what, you know, differences there may be in russian culture indian culture filipino culture it doesn't matter every culture is a little different and so you need to understand the culture the people the language um and and so you can communicate effectively so seek opportunities to share ask questions to better understand their world three l listen intently so that you know exactly how to respond uh, like Perry's um, father said, you know, uh, we don't listen. You got two ears and one mouth. Mm. We listen. We should listen, be listening. This is hard for us to do as guys, especially, isn't it? Yeah. Because we, we hear something that we think is the problem, and we immediately go to the fix-it mode for whatever that is without really listening to the whole thing. I'm so guilty of it. I know Lori gets tired of saying mm. to me a lot, uh Hey, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. You ever been told that by Sailor? I mean, by, by uh, Sailor? No. no, 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 not by Sailor. <laughs> you will, yeah. you will, but by Ari. Hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not done yet. I'm. St- hey, you, you haven't even heard what I'm saying because we're like, well, I, 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 you know, we're going to yeah, give up the answer. Found right? myself having to ask, is this a, a a listen to it problem or a fix it problem? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 
yeah, is this something you really want me to help you with? Or do you just want me to listen Yeah, and to just be here with you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but we got to listen intently. Um, I think I've told you the story of my friend Henry up in uh, Georgia from Kazakh that I met in Kazakhstan. We were on a plane and he told me the name of his mother. He told me the city where he was from. And as God would have it, I was near that city at a, at a Franklin Graham crusade sitting next to the friend of his mother's. Now, if I had not listened and not known where he was from, then I wouldn't have made that connection. And had I not remembered his mother's name, I wouldn't have been able to connect that dot that God used to make Henry aware of, oh, my goodness, something big's going on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so God is weaving his tapestry together. And as believers, just because somebody isn't ready to pray with you right then doesn't mean that you don't need to listen and move on. You know, you, you, God brings us together for a reason. And when we have these conversations with people, we need to seek opportunities to share, then ask questions to better understand their world, listen intently so we know how to respond. And then fourth, we need to talk openly about Jesus. Talk, talk about Jesus, not like he's a burden, but talk about him like he's our savior and our king. And, and you know how some people, it's funny, some pastors and people, when they start talking about Jesus, they use a different voice. Have you ever noticed that? Or they pray all of a sudden they go from, Hey Taylor, how are you? And Oh, you know, they Mm -hmm. start raising their voice and they go into a different mode. I'm not talking about preaching. I'm talking about having a conversation with somebody and talking about a subject and all of a sudden they go into a spiritual tone voice. Um, you know, that's kind of weird for people. Yeah. I mean, we just need to talk openly about Jesus. I mean, I, I talk about Jesus with people the way I would talk about you. Yeah, you know, me and Taylor went out and did this the other day and, and I talked to people in that kind of a way about Jesus. So salt is seek opportunities to share, ask questions to better understand their world, listen intently so you know how to respond and then talk openly and you know sometimes that talking openly is something as simple as being in a restaurant and asking your server if you can pray for them and if they say well why do you do that well you know um we believe in in god and jesus and um we like to honor them when we eat and thank them for being such good providers for us and they, that that's going to take people back when you do that because people hear you talk about God all day long, but when you say God and Jesus, you throw Jesus in there, mm. all of a sudden now it's, whoa, Jesus? You mentioned Jesus? You know, uh, so um, we need to care and be willing to take those risks and apply the worm principle. So hopefully that's encouraging for people to pray and care. And then on uh, Friday, we're going to talk about sharing. 
All right, so stick with us. Uh, we'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, as well as all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. And finally, we'd like to give a shout-out to all of our listeners listening online wherever you are in the country or around the world. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel low, that is Zach Williams with Chain Breaker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are continuing our conversation this week about 2022 being the year of uh, proclaiming. If you have any questions or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. So when we share the gospel, we're going to talk about this on Friday uh, more in depth, but the gospel is nothing more than the story of God's provision for us through Jesus. It, it starts with God's purpose that we were created by God for an intimate, dependent relationship and partnership with him where we honor. And um, the partnership is like the vine and the branches. It's like when Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches, we connect with him. Um, we were meant to work with God, he created us to to basically have a stewardship over the earth of the animals and, and the world that we live in. But we're supposed to honor God and glorify him by putting him on display in the world. And the problem is we choose to be self-centered and rebellious. Uh, we're self-righteous. We uh, ignore God's rightful place as a ruler in our life. And his punishment for our rebellion is death and judgment. That's what he says in his word, and that's the truth. But God, because of his love, sent his son Jesus as our rescuer. And um, Jesus was born to a virgin, did miracles to authenticate that he was from God to fulfill Scripture. 
He died on the cross and was resurrected. Not after we did anything special, but it says while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And our response to that message is to turn from trusting in self or anything else to relying totally on Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's the gospel. That's what he wants us to share. That's what he wants us to embrace. And so if you haven't done that and you're hearing this for the first time um, and you think that there's something you can do, there's nothing you can do except respond to his provision of Jesus, and that's what he wants. Um, And so uh, as believers, we are not a judge. We're rescuers. We are spiritual EMTs out there trying to help the world gain what we've already got, and that's a relationship with God through Jesus. So hopefully that's helpful, and uh, we will uh, look more at sharing on Friday. Uh, But just remember, prayer first, then caring, and then share as God gives opportunity. Uh, I think we got a phone call. Yes, we do. Herman from Virginia Beach. How are you doing today, Herman? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Happy New Year to you and your crew. Happy New Year to uh, you as well. I'm avid listener. Yes, sir. And uh, I just want to say something, share this testimony that happened to me today with witnessing, is that I think, as far as I'm concerned, this is one area that the the church has stalled with witnessing. It seems we've embraced so many other aspects of Christianity, but just from my observation, I think the church has stalled tremendously with witnessing you know, whether it's uh, not feeling confident or not or being ashamed. Um, but but I've always encouraged people to witness, even if you if you don't have the words to say, get you a gospel track, you know, place one down. You'll be amazed at who may grab it and whose life might be changed. But just this morning, I'll let you guys know how serious I am and I'm on one accord with you with witnessing is I have a CB radio in my car. And uh, I, I, re- I started that CB radio ministry several years ago, and one of my cars died. I took it out. It was in the shed. Make a long story short, the Holy Spirit said, let's get back on the CB radio. And I did at the end of last year. And uh, I have moments where it was a word of encouragement, words of prayer, and words of, of warning. And today was a word of warning. And uh, I used Mark 3.16 with how I was saying, uh, what's that a prophet man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And while I was sharing that, there was a driver that was listening on his way to where I was working at. Mm. When he arrived at where I was working at, I was outside witnessing to a different driver. Now, this guy got out of his truck, and, and he overheard me, and, and I saw him slowly making his way closer and closer to me, and he just came to witness everything that I was telling the one guy that it was true because he was a believer. And he was the same guy that responded after I transmitted that morning uh, of, of my message, encouragement, and uh, of, of warning, he was the same driver that yelled back at me, but I had a chance to meet him because he was coming where I was at, witnessing hmm. to another guy. <laughs> if that didn't do wonders for my spirit, and he and I, he, he came over and said, I just want to verify everything he said is true, and, and, and we prayed with that guy, and, uh, and then me and him talked afterwards, man, but I am 100% on with this witness and i love everything you guys are saying we the church has missed the mark with this and we have to we have to be burdened to somehow get the gospel out at all costs if you don't have the words to say get you some gospel tracks leave them at different places and you'll be amazed at how god can use you but i just want to say i appreciate 
how you guys are pausing on this topic because it is needed in our churches from the East Coast to the West Coast. Christians have to be witnesses. Yes, we, we are. And, you know, Jesus said in John 15, um, you are my friends if you do what I command you. And, you know, he commanded that we go make disciples. And part of that process is to witness, you know, and to be a witness for him. And I'm so thankful that you're doing that. Hey, I don't, were you listening early on in the first part of the program? Hello? No, I caught it late because okay. I was out of the truck. Okay, well, I, I had put a shout-out to our friends up in Virginia Beach. Um, I, I'm, I'm contemplating doing a SWAT on the road up there. Uh, at, at trying, and I'm looking for a couple of churches up in that area that might be willing to host a SWAT on the road. So if you know any, um, I'm, uh, we're looking in yeah. the Virginia Beach, Chesapeake area, Portsmouth. Uh, we want to try to get several churches to invite all the men to come out and do a SWAT on the road up there. And uh, I would love to meet you if we do that. So, Amen, brother. I, I... I will. Uh, I serve at our church um, as a as a deacon. I will gladly get some men together. Well, that's uh, awesome. Well, I will tell you what. Shoot me an email at Doug at SWATradio dot com, okay. and then we'll reach out. Okay. But uh, see, you already have the vision, and and that's what we're trying to do. We need. Uh, this is the year of proclamation. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm hearing from people. Man, I think the Lord's coming back soon. Man, I think the Lord's coming back soon. Everything happening. The world's getting crazier. Uh, preachers aren't preaching anymore, like you said. I mean, like uh, the church is is delving off into things that we shouldn't be delving into. We should be about the Word. We should be about witnessing and evangelism and disciple-making. And um, and I think proclaiming is where, it's, where we need to be focused. And so we want to have Amen. a swat on the road up there. And if you shoot me an email again, Doug at SWATradio.com, I'll reach out. And we're going to try to get several churches to go in and find a venue. And we want to do that to come encourage you brothers up there who are doing it and get the body excited about working together to share the gospel. Amen. Amen. I'll I'll be reaching out to you. Thank you for your time. And I I love what you guys do, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, hey, listen. Do do you have the book... um, Tactics by Greg Kukul. I do not. All right. Well, listen. I would love it. Well, I'll tell you what. In your email, put your address. I'm going to send you a copy, okay? Because it's about okay. how to Thanks, deal Doug. with hard to deal with questions. Like when people are asking you hard questions or making false arguments yes. against the gospel, it teaches you yes. how you can respond to those with questions that can help. It's almost like I call it verbal jujitsu, man, to go in there like Jesus. You know how you know how when Jesus they would try to yeah. pin something on him and he'd flip it back on them oh, and yeah. they're like, Oh, wait a minute, That's now right. they're on the defensive. That's what it is. And so Amen. he's so so send me your address and I'll send that to you and thank you for listening. It's always good to hear your voice, man. Take care. You too, buddy. God bless y'all. All right, thank you. That's a. Uh... A uh, great call from Herman there. Uh, a pretty cool thing that he's doing there that I wouldn't have thought about that on on the CB radio, just giving out a little, um, you know, testimony out over the air. That's, that's a pretty cool thing. It, well, it is. And you know what? There's people like Herman all over. And people like that can encourage other people. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things. 
that I think would be great about traveling around and meeting some different people is getting some of these stories to be able to share, you know, and meeting people and then having Herman be on a whole program one day, just talking to him about what he's doing and what, you know, to give ideas to other people, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I think that is uh pretty cool. Um, I, this is the first time, you know, on air that I've heard you talk about, uh, you know, a swat on the road thing. I think it sounds, uh, Pretty cool, um, pretty interesting. Uh, where, where'd that come from? Is that just something that you've been well, uh, thinking about lately? Well, or? it's it's something that um, kind of toyed around with before, uh, thinking of iron sharpens iron and mm. stuff like that. But because um, I go speak, like I'm speaking in Missouri the end of this month. I'm speaking in Atlanta the end of uh, uh, the end of uh, uh, March, and I was just. Um, actually thinking about it last year. And then I actually talked to some people that were kind enough to help us out with some of the radio stuff. And uh, it was a guy who called me and asked me for some follow-up questions and said, Hey, have you ever thought about kind of what you do taking guys over to India or places going to where you broadcast and kind of doing a one night thing or a one day thing, just going up there and, you know, sharing. And so, uh, I, you know, I've been in Meridian and shared, uh, but there's some other people like that listen that have some men's ministry stuff. I want to do it in Meridian and where we're on WMR and up on Virginia Beach. And so uh, I'm going to try and just see what God does with it. But I think it'll be good. I'd like to do something up in Folkestone, Georgia. People listen up there. You yeah. Know? So, I, 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 like I said, I think it sounds pretty cool, pretty exciting. And uh, could be really beneficial. So we'll see where it leads. Yeah. yeah. Hey, tomorrow, Sinclair Salters uh, doing a great job of proclaiming the gospel. He's going to be here. So stay, stay tuned tomorrow and listen to SWAT Radio, okay? All right. That's all the time we've got to, for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening